Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L to the J to the LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam. We are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. And we're here vibing with you because you're vibing with us. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good. Um, You know... I have to admit to you guys, the last few days have been extremely, extremely busy for both me and LJ. We've been a little bit out of touch with what's been going on. Um, with the, like we obviously recorded. We know what's going on. Yeah, we know what's going on, but it's not like in years past where we could really see all all we did these these few days leading up to the trade deadline was just. We don't have in-depth coverage Gosh, of the 25th yeah. reliever on the board. Right. Yeah. But. We're not bright, you know, but let me tell you, we just sat down. We talked through a bunch of stuff. We think we got a pretty good feel on this. We're bringing you guys some content late night. We think we're pretty smart. Now Friday morning, 1.23 a.m. But we're going to start with the biggest trade that's happened so far Involving my New York Yankees, I was out last night. Find out the Yankees trade for Andrew Benintendi. I was going crazy. Um, Did I care in the moment who we gave up? At that point, I was like, I don't even care. We got Andrew Benintendi. And then I was like, oh, like I really want to know who we gave up. Um, LJ, your thoughts on the return. It is three pitching prospects. Beck, Way. TJ Sakema and Chandler Champlain. They are three of our top 10 pitching prospects within the organization, but I don't believe any of them are top 100 prospects. Is that right? That means absolutely nothing to me. At the end of the day, look, you're a team that desperately needs the injection of new blood and the filling of holes. You go out and you do what you have to do. You don't go and trade the cream of the crop for no reason. You don't go, really, ultimately, you don't go out and pull off this Soto deal. But you go out, you do what it takes to get all of the deals done that win you a championship this year. And at the end of the day, 
at, at maximum, one of those guys is probably going to pan out yeah. for Kansas City. I'd much rather have Andrew Benintendi. To be honest, I'd rather – a rental, too, because he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, and but again, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything because, as much as he is a rental, and you take risk with that, that doesn't mean you have to let him go. How many, how many times? I feel like we never talk about the idea of bringing back a guy after you bring him in on his rental, and you just kind of ignore that it happens. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, we brought him back. That was a rent. Yeah. That was supposed to be a rental. But uh, there's also plenty of rentals that the Yankees didn't bring back. Andrew McCutcheon was a rental that we didn't bring back. Um, then he went to the Phillies. Um, you know, there's been there's been Lance Lynn was was definitely not a, a rental for the Yankees, and that was that was some sight to see when Lance Lynn was pitching for the Yankees. Yes, believe it or not. Um, but. Yeah, but this this is a little different. I'm all in. I'm all in. That's all I'm saying. I'm all in. Um, This is a little different than those cases because I think much like Rizzo, this solves a glaring hole on this team. You know, this is a contact-oriented, highly contact-oriented player that's going to be able to give you a little speed, going to give you that outfield defensive strength that you – are sort of giving up by not having Joey Gallo out there. He is the perfect replacement for him. And you're not going to be able to just pull on. If, if you had the perfect replacement in your minor league system, you would have pulled him up by now. If we thought that there was somebody else coming up in free agency that would have been better suited, you would have traded for him already. So this is one of those times. Yeah, I really, this trade happens. Andrew Penn becomes a Yankee. Odds are in my book, he stays a Yankee and makes a pretty good living at it. Well, uh, LJ, tonight, both Benintendi and Joey Gallo play in the outfield um, because Stanton is out and um, Matt Carpenter, for some reason, not in the lineup to start the game. But Anyways, what I wanted to say was um, I kind of wanted to just touch on what happened in the Yanks game real quick tonight. Okay. I didn't watch a single pitch. I was at work. But but, but you have in-depth analysis. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I mean, the Yankees had two hits. One was a walk-off home run by Aaron Judge. You'll love to see it. We had – three base runners the whole game well no judge walked no one else got on except for glaber torres hit wow so this was quite a game however jameson tyone shoved ron ron marinaccio who lj was just completely hating on the other day for pretty much no reason when i called him a top three reliever in the yankees bullpen um more so because you're doing a lot of disrespect to a lot of other guys. LJ, you're talking 23 innings of 1.96 ERA, 28 strikeouts, a 0.78 whip. He has been huge for us in big spots. He's honestly, Boone has a lot of a lot of faith with this guy in the middle innings. 
keep 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 sleeping go to sleep on round, round, can, round can i please sure <laughs> um yeah here's my one we have to find a way to look at the opposite side of this andrew penitenti trade yeah the downsides you can't can't all be peaches and cream there is a scenario there's two scenarios i could come up with here which this trade comes back to absolutely screw the yankees explain section one it's the opening round of the playoffs the yankees are the one seed who, who crawls their way into the seventh seed but the Toronto Blue Jays? Okay. Well, there I don't think... All, the, all Toronto has to do is win one, win one game at Yankee Stadium and they'll be able to win because the Yankees will not have any quality left fielder out there in the playoffs. The same... Scenario applies to if they lose the one seed. Because Andrew Ben, no, he he said he's going to get the vaccine. Really? Yes, he said that if he got traded to an AL East team, that he would he would very strongly consider getting the vaccine. Okay, yeah, and, and let me also caveat: no one, no one should be pushing someone to inject something that they don't trust into their body to win championships. I mean, particularly, I th- I think the uh, strongest opponent of this will is probably Andrew Wiggins nowadays. He's honestly the perfect example of that. Um, so hopefully that isn't something that even I hope I hope it wasn't a decision that was made to just for him to make himself more marketable. But either way, I digress. We won't get into that tonight. But if that's the case, then yeah, this is a game changer. I also didn't realize until I was looking through the schedule how few times they play them in the back half of the year. Yeah, yeah, we already had our series in Toronto. I remember early, I was still at school. Um, It had to be late April we played at Toronto because that's where our 10-game or or no, what was it, 12-game losing streak ended. I remember they won the last game of the series. They acted like they won game seven of the World Series because they – ended our winning streak it was actually unbelievable dude um but yeah yeah on a 2-1 result yeah like it was literally like we had the tying run on base at the end of the game after we had just like pummeled them two games in a row this is them to avoid getting swept for us to win our 13th game in the row in a row they win. Vladdy makes a nice play at first, and their fists pump in. Like I, I actually thought they were going to dog pile on the mound for a second. But all right, what else? We can move past Andrew Benintendi. Yes. Move across town. Yeah. Um. All right. This is uh time for me to stir up LJ. So I read right here, top of the. Of the list on MLB trade rumors. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Um, a long so, day. Cross town. We're talking about the Mets, LJ. Hey, it's not. It's it's not. It's not about Xander Bogarts, Spider Man. Uh, it's about, it's about the Mets. How about the Mets sweeping the Yankees in the Subway Series? Um, 
let me just say last night or the game where the Yankees lost on the walk-off, the second game, um, it was just a really, really good played game between two really good teams. And it's, you know, you're going to lose some of those, but that was a playoff caliber game um, in my mind. Anyways. And that's, and that's why I'm most excited. I'm not really going to knock the Yankees other than the fact that, because really we learned nothing new about the Yankees from this series. Right. I mean, this was always already the stuff Houston's taken what five games from you out of seven this year. Something like that, yeah. But Five out of seven games this year. They've already exposed those... What? Like, yes, it matters, and, like, that's where we understand where our holes are, but at the end of the day, like, who, who could care, you know? Well, when they take five of seven from you in the playoffs, you're going to care. They're going to but... win five games in the playoffs and against us in one series. Yes, Madison. that's how bad they're going to beat you in game three. I'm making my prediction right here. Absolute slaughter game three ALCS. Um, but where was I going now? You threw me off. Oh, we already we already saw the flaws. We already know they're there. It's not that hard to believe that some are there for the Yankees. Those are humans out, out there. So I'm not going to knock them for this. What I'm going to celebrate is the fact that you had a series that was incredibly well contested, absolutely electric the, the whole way through. And the Mets kept their head all the way through, are able to see out those wins. That is, that is, you're right, that is postseason baseball. And they rose to the occasion. They showed how they're able to get it done. And it just gives you more and more confidence on, in this team. Brandon, the Yankees are never getting back into that one spot in the power rankings. I just hope you know that. My Mets are just we're, we're never getting back to there. Okay. My Mets are just too big, too good. All right. Um, so the this Tyler Naquin trade that the Mets made. So I don't understand. Like, yeah, Tyler Naquin was definitely a guy that was on the trade market. Um, because he is a free agent after this year, a nice little rental outfielder. He's about a league average hitter. He's a little below average on the defensive side. A great bench bat. He's he's good enough to be um, on an MLB team and be a guy off the bench, but he's not good enough to get everyday playing time in my mind. Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, – that's a very fair analysis of him. And that kind of does fit into exactly what this team's asking for from him. I mean, let's look at really what do they have off of that bench right now. You know, unless you go and you really start mixing things up and get Jeff McNeil into the outfield, you're looking at um, maybe a little bit of Luis Guerrero. Maybe that's not something I'd like to see. Uh, Travis Jankowski. Uh, Dom Smith when he's healthy, if he's healthy. And none of those options really appeal that much. So, you know, they, they go for the correct move rather than overpaying for somebody that's just, you know, really should be starting. And all of a sudden you have them there just so it's nice, like, it's nice to have an overqualified bench bat. But at the end of the day, you're going to be able to win whether or not you have him or not, whether you have him or not. So, 
what good does it do to overpay for a uh i'm not sure who who, who what name i'm looking for but there's a lot of teams that uh a lot of players out there that would have been of higher caliber in the outfield than that. The one thing I do want to bring up with this though, is the guy that could have solved a lot of different issues for them. What's going on with the Trey Mancini market? Because it's felt like the Mets were a match made in heaven for him from the beginning. And they've now managed to, they've managed to fill both the positions that Trey Mancini plays with two separate guys, but yet haven't explicitly gotten out on Trey Mancini. Yeah, I mean, who who even knows at this point what the Orioles are doing? They're in a really they're in a spot here where if they make the wrong decision at this trade deadline, um, you know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but they, them being good this year is great. But also, like, don't be surprised if – is it bad to say, LJ, that I think they could be worse next year than they were this year? Um, yeah, because there will be growing pains. I mean, you talk about – Everyone else is going to get better in the at least. Well, I wouldn't say everyone's going to get better. But – Tampa next year will be Tampa, Tampa gonna, will get healthy. Healthy, yeah. Red Sox will get healthy. The Orioles will probably be the the fiddlest division. And, all right, anyways, what I was saying. But you know, who, who even cares about Trey Mancini? Because <laughs> LJ, you're sleeping on Luis Guillorme big time. This is a guy right up your alley. I sent you his stat cast page. Yes. 89th percentile outs above average. You love yourself a good defender, don't you? I do. You know, I heard someone once say that you got to be good at fielding because that's where the hidden wins are. Okay, LJ, yes. 98th percentile whiff percentage. So another contact first guy. So at least entertaining enough to watch his at-bats. And how about 80th percentile walk rate? I mean... You're talking a 733 OPS off the bench. If, if that's one of your guys off the bench, great defense and a 117 weighted runs created plus, yeah, give me that production any day of the week. Look, I didn't intend any disrespect towards Luis Guillaume. Because this is your mess. Like, you can't yes, be sleeping on your, own, on your own guys over here. What I'm saying is, if I'm the Mets, I don't really see a reason when I have that good a defender and that good a player to both kill his confidence and kill our team by thrusting him into a position for which he has never really played. Mm. The dude, the dude's a, a great utility infielder. Has has he gotten? I'm trying to look look this up quick. If he's gotten a single inning, he has never gotten a major league inning as an outfielder. Is what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. I'm looking at the looking at the bench options. There was no better option other than Jankowski, um, Smith, or I mean, I'm on the Orioles page. That's why I'm not Travis Jankowski. He has to be on this team strictly as a pinch runner, right? There's no way that like he's been. This dude is an awful hitter. Elgin. Well, who else he's are been. you putting in the outfield if one of those guys needs an off day? 
Well, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, all right. No, actually, Tyler Naquin. You Tyler Naquin. Ultimately, yeah. You you need the depth to be able to have two guys on your roster that aren't playing the outfield but can play the outfield. What about when Dom Smith comes back? Then like Travis Jankowski. Bye. You entirely want Dom Smith like feeling like he needs. I don't know. I feel like Dom Smith has always felt like. It's been a rough year for Dom. It's been a rough year, but his entire major league career, he's always walked around acting like he deserves an everyday spot, regardless of what his numbers are. Because 2020, he just went insane. And then it was like, oh, Dom Smith. He had a good 2019, too. I mean, uh, 90 games, 11 home runs. That's solid. solid stretch for him. But still, it just feels – he feels like he's almost a distraction. He sucks in the field. Like, he just can't play the field. Whether they put him at first or the corner outfield. And this year, the I don't know what's good with him. You're objectively better off using the whole Pete Alonzo, Daniel Vogel back. But are you really going to DFA Dom Smith? Like, to some people... I don't people, know what you're going to do, but I'm just saying... Okay, some people are going to read that. tell me he's not a one. chemistry killer. No. Oh. To an extent. No. Not, not like he's intentionally doing it, but... I feel like he's, like, one of the more liked players in the clubhouse. Yeah, but that... You're not understanding. You're not seeing what I'm saying. Here. Okay. You, you get what I mean? The, the very way that he commands maybe his commands attention i don't know what it is but in terms of it always feels like he has to be on the field and that i think hurts this team is what i'm saying gotcha well is it time that we jump over to boston sure all right top of mlb trade rumors you literally refresh the site it says Red Sox informs Xander Bogarts they have no intention of trading him. Red Sox executives have told Xander Bogarts they won't trade him this summer. The star shortstop told reporters tonight. So you literally have Xander Bogarts telling reporters this. Um, asked whether he'd been given personal assurance from the front office he would not be dealt. Bogarts replied, yeah, I don't know if I should say that, but I hope I don't get in trouble. But yeah, much better like that. Communication is always huge in everything in my life. To get that type of feedback is beneficial, I would say. I mean, this isn't really surprising because like I saw something the other day where the Red Sox weren't very likely to make him available. But now that he's like 100%, you know, they're telling him they're not going to trade him. Okay, so he almost certainly opts out, right? That's the one thing I wanted to clear up with you. Bogarts is like, what is the percent chance that he's opting out? After? 99.5. Okay. So like it, it's, there's no logical, there's no, there would be no logic behind the decision to not opt out, you know, because okay, the money so, he's making right now isn't par. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he opts out. The Red Sox really are just going to let this man walk. At this point, who knows? I've spent the last, what is it? Has it been three seasons now? The entirety of the Heim Bloom era 
trying to get a read on exactly how this team is going to play things. A lot of it I ignore out of disbelief they would do such things. And then all of a sudden they find ways to turn around and surprise me by either they go out and their value picks actually are the ones that are consistently semi-consistently hitting, or they go out and they actually spend the money on a on a bigger bigger name than I would have ever imagined. So do I think that they're going to just let him walk? No, there will be an offer. There will be an offer that is more competitive than what was put out there at the beginning of the season. Am I convinced that it'll be the highest bid? No, I am not, because that's kind of the way that baseball works. I mean, let's look at uh, this is a very shockingly similar situation to Houston with Carlos Correa last year, I think, because Mm -hmm. there you have a team who knows that they have a replacement for him locked up within the next couple of years that a guy that they're really looking forward to really think is a part of the franchise's future. They'd love to keep the superstar in town, but they're not going to bend it over backwards to do it. So in that case, Houston stayed in it right down to the very end, gave Correa very competitive deals, but ultimately weren't willing to go the extra mile to make him the highest paid infielder. Minnesota was. There's always going to be that team. Now, one question. It's it's just weird to me, though, that, okay, you're never going to be able to build a team like the Dodgers or the Mets or even the Yankees where it's just like all these superstars like yes, the, the the Braves won last year, but they still had like multiple extremely good players on your team. The Red Sox constantly letting these guys go. And yes, it's saving you guys a lot of money. And as a big market team, being able to save some money actually helps at set points. And you always have a roster full of, you know, there's always a few star players, but just constantly wanting to let them go all because of financial reasons and it just seems a little a little weird to me that 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 the ownership is constantly okay with this rotation of star players i guess i mean yeah it's not it's not even something that's okay it's their choice personal choice at the end of the day what can the front office do other than work with the budget that's been given to them yeah well for a big market team it's I don't know what's what's your payroll at this year. It's still two twenty. Okay, two twenty is is pretty high, but next, yeah, I mean, it drops all the way down to ninety two million after this year. But even but even there, yeah, it drops off to ninety two million. It also that ninety two million is also greatly impacted by the ownership, because I still, you know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's still something I strongly believe got kind of reported 
early on 2019 when the extension was first signed that the Chris Sale extension was largely a John Henry move is what I've come to understand, come to believe. So there you have ownership taking a stance on a particular player, their player they want to see in town for a long time. And it's turned out to be probably the second worst pitcher contract in MLB history. Is Steven Strasburg one? Yeah. Well, sales still, I mean, he's 33. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Brandon, can you look at, I was say, can you look me in the eye and tell me he's going to play a full season? Yeah, no, probably not. Um, Another question for you. Nathan Ovaldi after this year. So he's getting 17 mil AAV right now. He's worth more than that. Red Sox are passing on him too, right? Well, that's actually what I wanted to bring up because realistically. Or actually, I don't know if he's worth more than that. He's going to be going into his age 33 season. Right in time for a second. I, I don't buy him that much into the pitcher. Hasn't that been, that been half of the lesson we've learned, the moral of our show? is that don't buy too much into pitcher age because yes. you guys turn it on very, very yeah but doesn't Evaldi LJ a two-time Tommy John surgery guy so Does tough he... league at this point <laughs> yes but I mean he stayed healthy for the most part for you guys, right? He has stayed since 2019. He stayed healthy. Okay, that's really all I need to know. I mean, all right. So, um, but either way, though, would you prefer the Red Sox do with Nathan Evaldi after this year? Look, as much as it pains me to say it, because there's certain guys that I'm going to talk about here that really the city and particularly this team will sorely miss when I say this, but you can only focus your efforts on keeping around a certain number of stars. Like at some point in time, the Dodgers let guys go. Like it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been easy for the Dodgers to decide to move on from Corey Seager, but with their payroll and their future plans, they knew you gotta, you gotta, you win some, you lose some. I think if you're the Red Sox, you look at what you have coming up. You look at the fact that you have two top 20 prospects in your system right now. Those two guys you're going to want to be a part of your future plan long-term. You also, if you are sane, should want Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers to be a part of your future plan. Can you go much past four or five guys that are like, we're keeping you around no matter what? No, I don't think any team can last like that. So at the end of the day, I think that this team will probably really should not just let a lot of these guys walk this, this year and kind of work towards the future like that, with the exception of Bogart's endeavors. I think they should move a large portion of them get you have the opportunity here to do the right thing with a guy like JD get him to a contender before it's too late Nadia Valdi realistically I know you are 
absolutely, you absolutely fawn over Luis Castillo, Brandon. But <laughs> he's, are we, ta- he's are we talking good. the top guy? I think Nathan Ivaldi is made available, openly available. He would be considered the second best pitcher on the market this year, at minimum. He's better than Montas. Ignore the ERA because that's from the Toronto. Hey, okay, value wise, no, Montas is much more valuable. If you're a contender and you're just trying to win a World Series, Montas, bro, come on. Where's your, where's your logic in here? Okay, you know what? No, probably Evaldi because I'll take the playoff experience. Yeah, so again, my point there, yeah. Castillo, so, LJ, you got to look at his baseball savant page too. I have looked at his baseball savant page. Just like go to sleep. You're sleeping on my boy Ron Marnaccio, Luis Guillorme, Luis Castillo. I'm just giving everyone I'm, – I'm, I'm letting everyone know the, who the good players are, who, who you should be What watching. can I say? I'm tired. Okay. Um, no, Castillo will be blown up in the postseason this year. Mark my words. But, yeah, and so my point being with Ivaldi, um, you're going to be able to get a good haul for him because there's very few starters like that that ever go on, that go on the market each year. But he's he's not on the market, right? Or maybe well, I don't know why he's not talked about being on the market more, but realistically, in my head, he is. It's just you know, it's one of those quiet ones. It's the Daniel Vogel backs of the world. Not that he's the same level of Daniel Vogel back, but like no one saw these trades coming. Those weren't things that were talked about, and the names weren't necessarily explicitly shopped. One thing that I can't believe that we missed um so xander bogarts though I, I i can completely forgot about this he has that no trade full no trade clause in the contract so he can block any moves do you think that that is a big reason as to why they're also not trading him or wanting to trade him because he can just say no i'm not going there well what's the point of not trying if that's Operating under that logic, what's the point of not trying to trade him? No, yeah, you're right. Um, and realistic, realistically, if a contender calls and you already know, if, if the team's trying, the team trading a guy under most circumstances, there have been some weird ones where guys go back after the, back the next offseason to their team. But in most situations, if you trade a guy, that's you signaling that you've given up on bringing him back so if the red sox are offering trades and agree to a trade that they just need xander bogart's approval that's a sign that they're not going to be an active part of the bidding process so why not give yourself a rental a couple rental months to a contender who you can see do i like this place do i want to spend more time there the opportunity is just too good under that situation to not move if you're Xander Bogarts, if you know that coming back to Boston is definitively not an option. All right. Um, And the show. Christian Christian Vasquez is the other guy I was going to mention in terms of guys that probably should or could go from this group. I mean, that's, that's a high value catcher right there. 
that they've been shopping very passively for a very long time. It wouldn't shock me. Well, to end the show, I think we're going to talk about or focus on a guy that we both believe could be on the move as a starting pitcher. That is ex-Red Sox, now Texas Ranger, maybe in a few days on another team, Martin Perez, who is having himself quite the year, 118 innings pitch, 2.59 ERA, 101 strikeouts to 33 walks at this point. Uh, good for 2.6 fan graphs war. Uh, and, you know, just having a career season and it makes sense for the Rangers to want to trade him. But LJ also, we hear the, the Rangers, you know, wanting to get, go after other players, like potentially Juan Soto you heard about. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was a matter of um, just fan conjecture but oh, okay yeah that's i'm sorry if that i confused you earlier with that Hold up. it would make sense for them to want to get rid of martin perez right it would or, make a ton of sense for them to want to get rid of martin perez because there's no way he's repeating this this season i'm sorry i no i agree with you i was wrong when i said he'd fall apart this year it's next i'm willing i'm willing to triple down on the fact that he's not going to be able to put this up back to back years impossible like you just look at everything surrounding this guy and it i don't know i just can't see i can't see a guy going from being no five guy to being a two five guy the rangers have too much faith in him because he came up through their system and was on their team from like I don't know, what was that, five, seven years or something? So they're just so loyal to him that they they might be not willing to trade him um, as much as we we might think. How are, again, how can, how can you be like that, though? Because, like, it's not that easy for teams to find lefties. No, quality, I know. Quality lefty starters. He's going to make a lot of money this offseason, too, compared to what he's making right now. Right. Yeah, he's getting a huge pay boost. And at the end of the day, does Texas decide to spend money on pitching? Because they haven't really. What kind of contract do you even give to him, though? Like, I don't even know what I would set his value at, LJ. And how many years do you give him? Well, he's going to want. If I'm him, I'm saying I want four years from the team. I would I would hold up at three if I'm in if I'm Texas, just because of the same thing you said before. They have a ton of faith in him. He's their guy, and so they know that they would be willing to stick with him if things didn't go well or if he turned into being like a four. And it's another piece, you know. It's another guy to have with the Seager and Simeon to try to build around. And and no matter what, Martin Perez throughout his entire career has been at minimum a solid low level three four really Mm. he's been a four throughout his career he's consistent he's going to have his good couple months and that's what you get 
So no matter what, I think even if he isn't the ace that you're paying for, he's going to be a contributing factor to a Rangers team down the line. So yeah, I'd I'd say probably stop at three, but any other any other team, he's probably not going to get more than two. I wanted to look at what deal the Yankees signed with Jamison Tyone. I don't know what their our contract situation is with him. He's but, still well, on, while you while you look at that, I'm just gonna still on arbitration. Yeah. My God. All right. So he has five. He's five point eight million free agent after this year, and. Martin Perez gets paid $4 million a year. Interesting. Um, well, they're both free agents. I would assume Tyone's younger. He's going to get more money than Martin Perez as Tyone's put together uh, quite a fantastic year um, and really good for him. I'm happy that he's been able to bounce back. But two very similar guys that could easily – fall apart i think um should they go to another team i think where they're at right now is where they're well where they'll have the most success that matt blake really turned tyone into a great pitcher but i feel him leaving could um affect him in the future certainly um did we want to touch on that theoretical on soto and the rangers because if you're will, if they're still trying to do this whole spend a ton of money thing, like they did last off season, which I don't see how, I don't see how you spend that much on those two guys, and then not follow through on it. If they're willing to spend on Soto, this team can give the easily the best package, right? I mean, you know, right, right well, you off. You can't the- trade who you just drafted, right? Until you cannot trade who you just drafted, but that still leaves, you know, Josh Jung, Jack Leiter, Cole Wynn, all on the table, all guys that are in the upper minors. That still leaves you Adolis Garcia. That still leaves you Nate Lau. That still gives you Leote Tavares. All, yep, all guys with a lot of service time left. Those MLB ready prospects. That's Jonah Heim's a really good catcher, actually. Like the dude rakes. And and you got the two guys. I mean Ezekiel Duran too. That's not on the table. That's the spitting image. Honestly, you could probably, if I'm, if I'm the Nationals, the the center of this deal. Would you be happy with Ezekiel Duran, Nate Lau, and? Maybe Josh Jung. It would have to be Josh Jung. Um, like obviously the, the player to be named later I need, guys as well. But I need Josh Jung, which is number thirteen overall prospect according to Fangraphs. I need Josh Jung. I need Nathaniel Lau. Um, Throw in a few other pitching prospects that aren't top 100, but just throw in some some of them. And, yeah, maybe a Cole win. I mean, the Nationals, LJ, the Nationals said that they asked the Mets for Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Ronnie Mauricio. That's their top three prospects. Um, this is going to be the biggest haul in 
major league history. And we really think it could happen. So. LJ, I have like little to no faith that the Nationals will find a deal that they like enough to accept. Are we, well, what's the time period that you're putting on it? Because I've always thought it was unrealistic for this deal to happen before the trade deadline. There's just not enough time, especially with all of the guys, uh, 10 of the guys that you'd want to include in this trade just becoming available last week. There, there, there was no time for a front office to be able to adequately look through and assess these options. So I don't know. I just think no, yeah. it's always been in my head really more of a hopeful trade deadline play and really a winter play. Because no matter what, you have to move him out. I mean, if he's not willing to accept the money that you're going to, you're willing to give, if you, every indication has shown the Nationals don't really have that much interest in keeping him in Washington. So because yeah, they're gonna get moved one, sooner rather than later. I mean, LJ, they have the two of the worst contracts in the league. They they definitely don't don't need to to start off by adding Juan Soto's thirty five million for the next two years. Um, I mean, because between Strasburg and Soto through twenty twenty six, that's seventy million right off the bat. You know. But they're trying to and that, sell, and that's assuming that they end up at thirty-five million for those first couple of years. Who knows what this contract ends up looking like? Well, yeah, you know, I think they could put a lot on the back end because you know this is actually a real thing where we actually have talked about a little bit in, in finance stuff. Inflation is going to affect sports as well. There's going to be new TV deals that are signed that. Make it's going to be an insane number. What the NFL is going to get, what the MLB is going to get for these TVD TV deals. Um, these companies are willing to pay more and more for advertising year after year after year. Um, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. The revenue sharing system the MLB has, teams are going to just have more money to spend, and come you're going to see contracts definitely on the rise. So, I think we might see teams go with a more back-heavy approach with contracts, knowing that um, at least the inflation rate uh, within the United States and just in sports in general could go up a little than what we're used to. Brandon, did you catch any the other day of the Nationals GM on radio and the little gaffe he had? Is no, uh, the Nationals GM though is Mike Rizzo, right? Yes. What did Mike Rizzo basically to make a long story short? He was asked about potential Juan Soto deals and said that no matter what, Patrick Corbin will not be included in these because they don't want to diminish the return of the Juan Soto deal with a bad contract that he signed, that he signed, that he created, he created. So there's there's some MLB trade value site or uh, I need to find it, but the way they have it set up, like if you have a bad contract, you just get negative value, <laughs> and like Josh Donaldson has like insane tremendous negative value. So let's see what Patrick Corbin's is. So Patrick Corbin has how do I search this search? There, boom. 
Patrick Corbin, LJ, what team would Patrick Corbin get to do? The Cardinals? Uh, sure. Okay. So, the most valuable player on the car in the Cardinals organization is uh, Dylan Carlson, who is at 77.5 on this site. Okay, right. All right. The worst player in their organization is Steven Matz with a negative 19. That's due to the contract. Okay. Now we go to the Nationals, where obviously Juan Soto is going to be the top with a tremendous value of 176.8. And where was Carlson again for reference? 70 some somewhere in the 70s, I think I said. Steven Strasburg is a negative 151.2. And Patrick Corbin is a negative 54.9. So let's say, so let's, if you threw Patrick Corbin into a trade, like you're losing basically. A third of of the value on one. So like, think about what, Dylan Carlson is worth, you're losing that. <laughs> Pretty much that. You're losing. You're you're just you're just taking Dylan Carlson and pulling him away from the trade. Like LJ, even Nelson Cruz, he has a zero value in this. Like That's because, fair. like right, exactly. It's like he's 41. Like he's he's not worth much, but he's definitely not a negative. You're not losing when you trade for him. <laughs> No, you're not losing, but long term, it's not as good as other trades that could be made. And like this site is is just very is very interesting. There's some weird stuff on here. It's some things that make you say like, "What?" Like, let me see who the highest player is, and then and then we'll get our. our well, like, yeah. Sorry. We also this was a conver- This used to be a conversation about Martin Perez's trade value. Martin Perez. Oh, look. Here's the thing. Oh, that actually works well. Go for it. Yeah, let's 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 pull it up. Let's search by position. Actually, we'll do starting pitcher. Let's run through the the most valuable starting pitchers on this site right now. Shane McClanahan, one thirty three. Corbin Burns, one thirty two. Sandy Alcantara, one nineteen. Alec Manoa, one fourteen. Otani, one oh seven. Um, we go down a little bit. Trevor Rogers is actually up here really high. Logan well, Gilbert. Brandon tries to find Martin Perez um, talking about potential landing spots. Three. Three is his value? Three. And I'll tell you what other pitchers are around him and who he's better than. Um, Jamison Tyone, Sean Mania, uh Chris Bassett, Nate Pearson. That's- Taiwan Walker, kind of around the same value as those guys. You darling. See, that's just not a bad spot to be in, though. Some guys that he's – so that's guys that he's worse than. Some guys he's better than. Dakota Hudson. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of Dakota Hudson, that's where I was putting him was the cards. I know we've talked a lot about the cards. Jose Quintana, another guy that we've heard could potentially be on the move. Uh, Blake Snell. Well, I wonder how much of that's due to his contract, but he's at one point six. 
I mean, yeah, LJ's not in a bad spot. Um, Brandon, Stephen Matz is I don't know what you're getting for him, though. starter that the Cardinals have. Now, LJ, what I'm going to do. That is the only, that is the best fit. Is I'm going to look at them. So the most valuable prospect on this is actually Corbin Carroll. Um, which is a Nationals prospect, right? No, he's Arizona, a Diamondback. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. Um, look, so three, right, is Martin Perez's value. Let's see if I recognize any prospects that are along three. On that note, while you look through that, yes. and uh, then Drew that, Jones oh. out the season. Um, yep. Really just kind of a bummer for – Arizona fans, but I mean, you still have, you've got Alec Thomas there going crazy. You got your Dalton Varsho moments here. I mean, there's still a ton to like and a ton of positive momentum for this franchise. I think Drew Jones missing six months isn't going to be that big a killer for you. Uh, there's just so many names that I, uh, I, I have no idea. Um, so many names, so little time. Peter Downs is at 3.5. Interesting. So you think Perez at three, Jeter Downs at 3.5. This is obviously a very rough estimate, but LJ, quick thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, it's certainly, you're looking at this as probably a true, true rental, whoever goes and gets him. So, yeah. you know, that's probably around the spot you want. This is baseballtradevalues.com. And thank that was so reason. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back. Actually, um, it was Thursday today, so we didn't do team of the week, but that's all right. We have um, a lot of trade out. stuff to get to anyways. Yeah, we will see you tomorrow. Well, have a good one. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 